Hi guys, welcome back to Vibing in Valentino. Before we get into our conversation with our guest of the week, I just want to remind you that you can purchase my eight-week workout program, Vibing Strong. You can purchase my at-home workout equipment set. It's called the Goodie Bag. It's super cute. It's pink. It is going to bring some girliness into your workouts. Um, you can also book a one-hour consult call with me. We can talk about anything you want. Boy drama, friendship drama. We can talk about you know your fitness and nutrition goals and how you can get there before summer 2021. Or we can just have a little bit of a chat all in an hour. You can do that at my website, vibinginvalentino.com. Okay, without further ado, let's get right into our conversation with our guest this week. Our guest this week is an amazing YouTuber. She creates some of the most inspiring and uplifting content for women that I've seen in a very long time. Her advice is centered around how we can become more refined, high quality women. Aisha Christina, welcome to Vibing in Valentino. Thank you. <laughs> so happy to have you on. Please tell us about yourself, where you're from, the basics. Okay, so I am from New York. I am 26 years old. Um, random fun fact, I love to read. I've actually been plant-based slash like vegan. The reason why I sometimes get careful about saying vegan is because I know it's a lifestyle and mm -hmm. even though I do eat 100% vegan I don't know if there may be products that I use that maybe are not vegan right like um, bags so yeah. and all that yeah, yeah exactly so I say plant-based so I've been plant-based for seven years going on seven years and I am a Taurus my birthday is in April Oh my god, I love my Taurus. I have two best friends that are Tauruses and but they're May. They're May they're May Tauruses. So oh. there's a difference. No wonder you give really good advice, because those two give the best advice ever. And it's some really I mean. like it's like tough love advice too. It's literally <laughs> my entire brand, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so how does your YouTube journey even start? How would you, you know, even categorize your particular field of expertise? Um, okay, I would say after like trial and error, because I, I know people don't really know this, but I actually had three channels technically. So my first channel was about makeup. No one really subscribed. I don't think it ever passed like 200 subscribers, basically. And I and still do to some degree like suck at editing, but I can blade really well now. So I'm much faster. That didn't really go anywhere, and I found it to be pretty unfulfilling. So then I guess time had elapsed, and I had a second channel with one of my friends, and we kind of had this, like, I don't know, we posted, like, uh, skit type of videos and, like, reaction videos. And at the time, I thought that's what I wanted to do because I, I know that from the first channel I had, I felt like even though makeup was something that I was really good at because I used to be a freelance makeup artist, I still felt like I couldn't really express all of my personality because I do have a very animated personality and I want to be able to show that, you know, and with doing makeup alone for me, that didn't do it. So I thought, okay, this has to be better because then I can do a little acting and do a little bit of this. Ultimately, that ended up not feeling fulfilling for me because I don't know. I just felt like I don't know if this is really what I want to do. Like, I feel like 
I'm expressing my personality, but I also feel like I'm not really helping people. So then it became an issue of me feeling like, what can I offer people that feels very authentic to me, but I'm still able to express my personality. So then more time elapsed. And then I created this channel where um, it's it was fueled ultimately by a situationship that I was in. And all I remember thinking was, I don't want anyone to ever have gone through the things that I have. So let me just start posting about it. Mm -hmm. And I started educating myself, reading books about how men think and male psychology. And I didn't know of anyone that posted stuff like that, but also I didn't care. Like my goal was not to be like so original on YouTube. It was just, I just want to help people so they don't go through what I went through. And that was my main motivation um, to start this channel. And um, I think as far as categorizing myself, I don't know. I do find it to be a little difficult because I do consider myself to be so diverse. But I guess I would say a blanket term would be like empowering content, whether that be like dating, self-love, healing or just teaching through my experiences and like connecting to my supporters. Um, and I guess my expertise is just love, connection and transformation. That's how I would describe it. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty much on par with all the content that I've consumed from from your platform. Um, definitely a lot of dating content, which I think a lot of women need to hear because and we're going to get all into, you know, dating in this conversation. But I mean, I yeah. really do think girls are going through it so much more i don't know in our generation because there's just oh, yeah. so many so many things it's like it's like you have so many options but at the same time you have no option literally that part but how do you come up with topics for videos is that from just real life experiences or or maybe like you know your viewers ask you something or how do you constantly come um, up with new topics Honestly, they are inspired by like my life. I feel like my life is so eventful for like <laughs> next to no reason. Yeah. So a lot of it is inspired by my life and also maybe like something that I read or even like just as simple as a suggestion that I would get. But I think right now for me, especially all the things that I talk about, it is so like it's like a never ending well of topics that I could discuss. So it's just for me, like I've yet to run out of ideas, really. It's just whatever's on my mind, like at that moment, or if I want to ask, you know, my subscribers like, hey, what do you guys want to see? Then I'll do that. And because I do read a lot, like I said, I will just see something. I'd be like, ooh, that's a good video idea. And I'll just like write it in the notes of my phone or something. But um, yeah, that's pretty much what I do. And a lot of it is, depending on the topic, research based. Because I do curate some sort of like kind of script a little bit just so that I'm staying on task when I'm talking about something yeah. and it makes the editing process way better. Easier, um, yeah. yeah, so that I'm not just like rambling on because sometimes Same. when you're filming, you can ramble and you'll think in the moment like, wow, like that was really good. But when you go back, it's like, okay, like, where, no where's sense. the meat and potatoes? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So just to avoid that, I like to just make sure that I'm hitting certain points. And also, I don't know, I think it just makes it very cohesive for people too. how I'll have the visual like points 
on yeah. the screen when I'm saying them yeah. so that if they wanted to, they could screenshot or take notes or something like that. Yeah. I'm the same way even with just this this podcast where it's audio only because if you just sit down and start talking, you can ramble on and you don't realize that you've gone off topic for like five minutes out of exactly. like a 30 minute episode or something like that. And you're like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. I feel you oh on that. <laughs> The whole cornerstone of your, I would say your brand, um, is quality queen control. So what is your definition of a quality queen? Hmm. Okay. I think, well, my definition of a quality queen is someone that is soft yet strong. And I think this is so important too, because I realized that being that myself, I do consider myself to be very, um, like there's a lot of duality to myself. I feel like that's what I want to show people that you can be independent yet still want to, you know, date the guy that, you know, is, has, is wealthy in many areas, you know, you don't, it doesn't have to be an either or thing. I think a lot of people view relationships and things like that as so black and white Mm -hmm. and I feel like part of my purpose is to show them like no 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 like you can still be a boss and still get an alpha male you can still um you know be independent and still get a guy that's a provider all these things and that leads me to like another thing that I consider to be a quality queen is just being open-minded and like just someone who embodies I guess like femininity and grace and yet still maintains an authentic sense of being. And I say that because I think in the community of, I guess, people that talk about, you know, the leveling up thing, the femininity thing and things like that, yeah. it's yeah. it can come across as very starch and boring. Yeah. And I realize that like, we all kind of go through that phase. It's kind of like, if this is a good example, it's kind of like being a like a newborn like Christian or something or if you're new to any sort of religion you go through this phase where you're like super hardcore and really rigid and then you kind of find your way on how to make it actually apply to your daily life while still being your authentic self that's kind of the way I view um you know being refined and classy and femininity and all these things I view it the same way where it's like we all kind of went through like a start sort of phase and now I feel like okay, let me try and teach people that you don't have to be like, you know, talking really slow and and acting like, you know, you're not yourself. Like there's no personality to yourself. I I just want people to know, like you can still be classy. And I had one person ask me before, like, um, so can, do you listen to city girls? Because I don't know if that's like, and I'm like, girl, yeah. (laughs) Like listening to city girls, Meg the Stallion, whatever it is, you can still be classy and listen to those people. Like you don't have to listen to bait you know, Beethoven all day long. Right. What's right. happening? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, so I feel not like that's point. what I'm showing people. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I mean, I definitely think that honestly, this whole femininity world, um, it's a whole new world to a lot of women. So I think that when they first step into it, they're like, what the hell do I even do? They're like, is there mm-hmm. certain like do do I have to like burn my crop tops now or you know right. all, all these things and it's just like honestly femininity is so much more in your personality and how you hold yourself and your reactions and your emotions versus the little things like what music you listen to or 
whether or not you cuss or your Mm -hmm. clothing yeah 100 percent 100 percent right and just being present and i think that it easily becomes toxic when people focus on the wrong things like Ugh, like, you know, you don't want to be like, turn it in. You don't want it to turn into something that's toxic. Like, ew, her nails are long in this video. So I guess you're not classy anymore. Like, right. And that's, and that has happened to me before too, where people are like, so like some girl asked me the other day, so are you still like into being like feminine and things like that? Because I've noticed you become a lot more expressive with your personality. And I was like, you know what? I loved the fact that she even said that because to me it was like, now I'm going to show you why it's easy to go off the deep end with this stuff and how it's easy to go off the deep end with this stuff. Like, that's not the case at all. Like, being expressive shouldn't be looked at as something that isn't feminine. Like, I'm just confused on where that correlation, you know, how that came about. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's people like to even just on social media like people just like um being super like you know black and white and like very uh exclusive with a lot of things and you know you're not in it this and that and whatever it just comes with the territory (laughs) yeah people in general it's like just human nature to have a prototype for everything there's a prototype for a businessman, there's a prototype for somebody who's supposed to be a lawyer, you know, you think they're mean, you think they're high strung, all this stuff, and it's like, you can be certain things, and you can live a certain way without falling into a stereotype or a prototype. That of you, course, everybody exactly. Yeah, and people like to just box people in a lot of the time, yeah. like, you know, I, even today I was reading a comment, and this girl, she was saying, um, I'm... And she said it in a really nice way. Like, I understand people are going to have different opinions. And I don't mind that at all. Like, I'm on YouTube. Like, you know? And she was like, I'm not interested in this type of content at all um, because I'm, like, a Christian and I don't want to hear about shaving and things like that. And to me, it was like, I'm a Christian and I still would want to watch something like this. So it's just, I I I explained to her in the best way that I could that I appreciate her um, opinion However, I can't make content that's only geared toward what fits her values for her life. Like, I'm making content that's supposed to be diverse because I am diverse and that's what I like. I don't want to be boxed into any sort of category where I'm niching myself in. And that's what a lot of people do to, you know, YouTubers, which is why they're so scared of, like, branching out and doing different things. Because one different video and people are like, you've changed. You've changed. I remember when you, like, never used to say, like you know, anything like that was controversial. And now you said something. So I guess you've changed now and your whole brand is different. And it's like, no, I'm just offering different types of content for different types of people because that's what I want to do. Right. It's just to be relatable to many people and not just a specific niche group. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You have given some really great advice on your channel about dating. The first thing you say repeatedly is this idea of roster dating, which, of course, I completely agree with, but tell the listeners why it's so important to have a roster. Uh, oh, my gosh. Okay. I love having it a is, roster. It keeps me sane. I mean, <laughs> we have to. Um, I was the girl that I yeah. was to the party. I was, I didn't know. I always felt like I don't want to date more than one person because I don't, I'm always like one person more than the other. And it mm-hmm. took me a long time to figure it out, like, 
pretty late in my 20s, I, I feel like, you know, to grasp this concept. And I also thought, oh, my God, this is that's what guys do. Yeah. Girls shouldn't be doing that. That's what guys do. And then I realized, like, but wait, I'm not doing anything wrong. If, if more than likely, come on, let's be real. This yeah. guy that you're seeing is definitely seeing other people. How are you doing anything wrong? You're not cheating. And I think people get that misconstrued where they, they sort of have this idea that literally being faithful to someone who is single is cheating. In their mind, it's cheating. And I'm like, the only person that you're cheating is yourself yeah. from, you know, the reality that you need to not be faithful to somebody that is single. And that's how we get caught up in situations where we are developing feelings for people because we're focused on one person and that person isn't always focused on us. And with that being said, it also just like shows that a lot of people have this like mindset that it's okay for, you know, guys to necessarily do all these things. And we have to be the ones that are super tolerant of certain types of behaviors when in actuality, it's like, okay, you're both single. He's doing what single guys do. You need to do what single girls do. This doesn't mean necessarily because people also misconstrue this. Oh, that means you're sleeping with everyone that you're that's on your roster or whatever the case is. That's not what I'm promoting either. Right. Dating people does not mean you're sleeping with everybody. I, exactly. It doesn't mean you're literally sleeping with. I, I just and pe- <laughs> and that's again, people are so black and white. So they look at it like, oh my god, she's promoting cheating and promiscuity like that. And I'm like. Well, first I'm of all, you're not cheating. You're exactly. <laughs> That's first of all. And I'm sorry that like, I feel bad for people whose brains like naturally think like that. Like I genuinely feel bad for them. And yeah, I think it's very important because when you're hyper-focused on one person, of course, all your emotions are going to go towards one person. And this person isn't focused on you. And it just gives you more of a logical and even playing field to... You know, I mean, I don't know what other better way to say it other than let the best man win instead of you just waiting on this one guy to just act act right. right. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just, you know, and it puts a lot of pressure, especially if you don't know where that guy is, as opposed to if you had options, you're able to say, okay, whatever, uh, Tony, I'm seeing like I'm dating Tony, John and like Chris or whatever. Okay. Well, maybe I might, I might like Chris the most. But Chris is the least responsive to my text messages. He's the least one that actually confirms, you know, plans and things like that. So, and Tony and, you know, John, whatever the case is, they are way more, they seem way more emotionally available and mature. So I'm not going to focus on what Chris is doing. If you were only dating Chris and you liked Chris the most and he's acting like this, you're going to be sitting at home, like texting your girlfriends about, how, what to so say sad. to him to yeah. make him want to show up for the date. Yeah. And it's like, he's just not. He's yeah. just not, you know? Yeah. 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 And guys can sense when your energy is all on them. And that's when they feel the need to branch out and do their thing. Because either, either they feel suffocated or they're just like, oh, she's, I got her already. Like, that's the for sure thing. That's, that's, she's there. So let me just go off and see if this girl is willing to put up with me as well. As soon as he senses that your energy is not solely focused on him, that's when he'll start acting right too. Yes, which is, it sounds very toxic and weird, (laughs) but it's true. And the reason why is because men are hunters, right? And they like to know, wait, there are other people competing for this thing? Yeah. 
oh, wow, okay, let me step up my game. Yeah. As opposed, And then in doing so, even though it sounds like a game, because it kind of is, they end up, they could end up potentially actually having feelings for you. That's the difference. Yeah. As opposed to if they know, okay, well, she's, it's like, what did they work for if they're automatically getting this loyalty for you and they know that they didn't even put their best cards forward in order to get that? Right. People don't value what they're just getting for free. Right. They don't. Right. You know? So that's why it's important for us to have that mindset of, okay, you, there are other people like you. I have other options. You have other. It's not, it doesn't have to be a discussion where it's like, hey, do you have options? Oh, same, me too. It's no. You know, the older you get, it's some. It's something that you just know. Yeah. You, you know, because the only kind Go into it assuming. Assuming. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Never assume, which is what we've all been guilty of before, including myself, <laughs> where you just assume like, I like you, you like me. Oh, okay, we're going to be together. And it's like, yeah. oh, wait, no, what do you mean? You've been seeing this girl for six years and right. she keeps on circling back. I'm confused. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know? Yep. Yep. Exactly. Guys will literally gaslight you into thinking you're in a relationship on your own. 100%. Yeah. And this is the thing, though. Now, like, that all the knowledge and things like that that we have acquired, like, we really have to, like, take those steps and pay so much attention yeah. to, um, to these things before we drag ourselves out in these, like, three-year-long situationships right. when... The evidence was there. It is never a complete and utter blindsiding. Surprise. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It, it never is. And if and I honestly, I feel bad, but I do have a hard time believing girls when they say that, like, they had no idea. This was so blindsiding. I find it very difficult to actually believe that because nobody is really that good at their game. There's always, we have an intuition as women. Mm -hmm. There is always a sign yeah. whether it's the first time that he waited two hours longer than normal to, to send you that good morning text like little itty bitty micro details like that add up to the bigger picture yeah and i think that a lot of girls their problem is that they lie to themselves and they're like because they like someone so much they're just blinded by those emotions where they genuinely tell themselves like no it would this was completely blindsiding and it's like no there's a part of you that always knew but you were just denying it you may not have had solid concrete evidence uh you know videos pictures yeah. and text messages yeah. but that's why it's called an intuition and guys will gaslight you into thinking that you're crazy is wrong yeah exactly Here's it's the thing not. for the listeners. If you guys ever felt the need to ask him if there's somebody else, there's somebody else. Period. Okay. And same goes for, same goes for to me asking like, like, what are we? Yeah. Like, I just feel like the fact that I even have to be like, what are we? You're nothing. Is insulting to me. Because it makes me feel like, wait a minute. So now we've gotten to the point where I feel now like, what are we doing? Yeah. When at the end of the day, you're the one that was pursuing me first and now we're in this very comfortable position where you feel like okay well there's no need to make anything solid because well i mean what like why do why would i want this dynamic to change and we have to pay attention to things like that because it really is as simple as if he really found you know saw your value for what it is because it doesn't mean it's not there because he can't see it if he saw your value for what it is then he wouldn't want anyone else to have you he's not going to be like hmm um I, let's just wait a little long. Like there is none of that. If yeah. he knows that he wants to be with you, he's going to know he wants to be with you and he has to be willing to take the risk. There is no such thing as, 
well, let's just give it another month or whatever the case is. It's like, okay, but you didn't want to wait another month to try and sleep with me, but I'm supposed to wait another month for you to decide whether or not this you is like good me or enough. Not? To- yeah. Exactly. <laughs> How? How? No, 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 no. Right. <laughs> that part. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you make haven't- it make sense. Right. Right. Like, and also, that's where we start getting our emotions so involved is because we feel like there's so much at stake after we sleep with a guy or after all this maybe even if you didn't sleep with a guy if there's like emotional intimacy and you've shared secrets and you feel like he knows you so well or you see his potential that's where we start developing emotions and attachment and you have an amazing video out on emotional detachment so how should women gain more control over their emotions when they're dating? Oh my gosh. Yes, I do realize this was such a popular video. And I made the video for myself, to be honest. Um, That's why I made the video. And I feel like one is logic. And Mm -hmm. the only way to be logical is to have options because you can be objective when you don't have options what is that what is that breed uh desperation yeah if you have nothing else no choice you are going to make a desperate decision common sense if you have more options you are going to make a more logical decision because you are going to weigh out the pros and the cons now also effort on your behalf matters because you can't be lazy in the process of, okay, well, yeah, I'm talking to these three other guys, but like, I don't even really like any of them. So you're, you're, you may have a roster, but you're acting as though you don't and that will still harm you. And then they might say like, well, having a roster doesn't work. No, 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 no. Like you're not working. Yeah. You didn't use the roster properly. (laughs) Exactly. You're not utilizing it properly. Like you're still (laughs) treating it like you're only dating one person. Yeah. And I think another important, um, thing is to believe actions when it comes to detaching um also just understanding the science of how guys think i know so many it's so controversial people are like i don't really it doesn't matter if you sleep with a guy on the first day technically maybe but more times than none it does matter why because majority says and science says when you do that too soon, it releases a chemical in guys. I don't even remember what it's called. I don't know if it's testosterone or whatever it's called, or it starts with a V. A chemical releases in guys, which actually prevents them from bonding with you if you are intimate prematurely. It's mm. science. Oh my for God. a woman, it yeah, for a woman, it releases a hormone called um, oxytocin, and that is a bonding hormone. Yeah. Even if okay, because I just learned this too. Let's say like you go, you go, you're going out with a guy and let's say he brings you to his house. Now you're, you may be a little apprehensive, a little uncomfortable, but you're like, okay, like I know I'm not going to do anything with him, but like, I guess since I'm here, like whatever he says, oh, come cuddle with me. And you're like, okay, well, cuddling is harmless. Like it can't, but cuddling releases the oxytocin, which makes you want to bond with them more. So even if you literally nothing happens at all, you've restarted the bonding yeah which is why it's so important i also say to not be over this guy's house or put yourself in a position especially like you guys have gone on three dates next thing you know you're literally at his house because he's telling you he's gonna cook you steak and potatoes tonight and you're thinking oh my god he's so romantic i literally have never had a guy cook for me before like what and it's like no like it was this a is toy just, 
to get yeah, you like in the house. motive behind that. Exactly. Because to me, the way I, I tell, I tell myself, okay, cooking is for like very romantic, we're together type dates. Like, oh, thank you, honey. But not for some guy that I literally am just dating. Like, uh, uh, uh slow your roll. Yeah. You need to be actually taking me out, putting in more effort. Like having a home date. Yeah. Okay. Is for couples. Yeah. We're not a couple yet. Yeah. So don't try to give me a sample of that life so that you can, you know, let your, whatever you, your MO is, yeah. you know. So he has home court advantage. Yeah. Exactly. That word, home court advantage. So you have to just be very careful of those types of things where you're releasing these chemicals. It's literally science. You're putting yourself in a position to release these types of chemicals and you're wondering why you feel attached to that person. And then also I want to say, pay attention to patterns. Okay. Really actually pay attention and don't lie to yourself. Like I remember I was dating this guy once and he would text me. He was consistent. I kid you not. I was counting the days. I'm crazy. Whatever. Call what you want. For 30 days, a month straight. I'm like, wow, I've never seen consistency like this. Communication yeah. is a a one. It's a plus. Yeah. I remember literally like the 31st day. I kid you not. I got a text way later than normal. Like normally he would text me around like 8 a.m. He's going to work. He didn't text me till like 12 p.m. And I was like, I was actually angry in my head because I knew that that's when everything was going to change. And I was right. As soon as you see inconsistency in a guy, the second the day you see it, I promise you nothing is ever the same after that. They can no longer keep up the charade. It's insane. So you have to believe, you know, patterns and not tell yourself, oh, well, he woke up late that day. Um, yeah. Yeah. It takes nothing to shoot someone a quick text message. It takes nothing to do that. Okay, that's how a guy can text you and 80 girls down his list too, okay, to right. see who who's who wants to hang out. So it's, I don't really want to hear the excuses. Like, no one is really that busy. Like, the busiest guys, the CEOs of companies, um, you know, that, that manage to, you know, that want to date someone are going to make time for them because they can. So I don't want to hear it, especially for guys when something is new and on the market, they all of a sudden are so, how are you so busy with the same job you had when I met you? Same hours. I'm very confused here and I'm concerned because either you're delusional or like you can't handle life's responsibilities before you met me. Now, all of a sudden it's different now. What, what has changed? So it's very important to have, you know, keep the logic, believe the actions, pay attention for patterns. And of course, having a roster will enable and activate these types of things so that yeah. you can do that. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely enables you to be able to feel like you're not losing out on the one person you're supposed to be with. As soon as we get into that mindset, we reek of desperation and we will do anything to make this one situation work and the, yeah yeah and the thing is like you may have so many options out there you just don't even know it exactly yeah. and guys always come from the position of which isn't really of course always healthy but it's like the bigger better deal it's like okay well i mean this is really good but like what if it's better yeah. you know yeah i think not to be toxic, but I think we kind of need to adapt or adopt that same mentality in the sense of, in a healthy way, meaning, okay, genuinely, let the best man win. Yeah. As opposed to, 
oh my God, this guy, because of course, like be realistic. Of course, if you're dating one person and he was playing games with you and you, now you've invested more time and more emotion trying to figure out why he doesn't want to be with you. Now you of course don't want to start over because you have to heal from the fact that this guy made you feel like garbage about not wanting to be with you and you've leveraged tried to leverage everything you possibly can to win him back and get him to realize what he's losing and all that energy that you put into that has so much collateral damage it's like it would have been so much better if you would have just let your ego be bruised a little bit in the beginning but have walked away you would have gotten over that than like sticking around trying to hold on to something that was genuinely going nowhere to begin with. Yeah. Speaking of egos, honestly, for me, and this might sound super toxic to everybody listening, but I like to have a roster because it feeds my ego because can't nobody play me if I'm already playing them. (laughs) And that's honestly on period two. Um, I mean, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is, okay? It is what it is. And at the end of the day, it's like, We have to think about it like this. It's not playing if you are not in a relationship. It's not. You're just doing what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Only thing you're playing is the game well. Yeah. Why are we angry? Like, at the end of the day, if you're not actually in a relationship and you are talking to other people that is cheating, then you should not be, you know, really concerned like that. Right. And also, there needs to be a cutoff with people where they're like, okay, I've been playing around with this one person for the past like six months. Mm -hmm. This really isn't going anywhere. You have to make an executive decision because a lot of us hold on to things for too long. Yeah. Okay. Well, what can I do now to turn up the heat? It's like, mm, it's literally been like six months. This guy is still hanging around in your roster. He's shown you everything you've needed to see. We only really need about three months anyways. He has shown you everything you need to see. Why is he still lingering around? Because now it's like, okay, what purpose is this serving for me emotionally? Right. You know, it turns into something else. Because if you are someone that, if you're in a place where you consider yourself to date for intent of being with someone, that's different than it just being an emotional crush for you of, Right, well, it just feels good to have like all this attention. And that's fine if you know that that's what you want. Yeah. It's not fine if you're lying to yourself and you want a relationship yeah. and you've been talking to the same guy for six months and he hasn't made a single move. Yeah, exactly. Which yeah. also hits on a really good point where you need to find the purpose for every single person in your roster. It's just like a fucking general manager of a basketball team is not going to like sign a guard if he needs a power forward like right go go into it it's gonna sound weird but go into it strategically have a have a role in mind for everybody that is in your roster and see if they can fulfill that role if not they're not doing anything for you yeah Yeah. exactly yeah that's that that really is how it has to be because that'll also keep you keep your eyes on the prize so that it's like, okay, he's not fulfilling this position. Why is he here? Right. And if you genuinely don't have an answer to that, you're going to compromise. I can guarantee you're going to compromise because you don't know what your objective is. So you're just going to be accepting anything, like waiting for it to fulfill something and you just can't put your finger on it. So you're just going to stay in a dead end situation. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about dating in our generation? I feel like you have a lot to say about it. I have, of course, I have a lot to say about everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I love it though. Well, what? <laughs> Thank you. I think both men and women need genuine healing to avoid a lot of, you know, toxic dynamics, codependency mm-hmm. and games. And like, just understand that it is unfortunately our job to heal ourselves, even from the thing that is not our fault. Like we have to take ownership and accountability. And the reason this is so important is because, of course, to our ego, it sucks if you're you wasted your time with someone yeah. and they walk away, you're naturally going to think, okay, well, why was I not good enough that he didn't want to be with me? Like, I already know how awesome I am and all these things. And it's like, you have to be able to say, you know what, this situation did suck, but where, where can I take accountability in this? Where did I go wrong? Oh, that's right. I did actually sleep with this guy like on the first date. And even though he still texted me, to get home safely at night and got me an Uber to go back home. I, and we spoke for the, you know, the rest of the month consecutively. I mean, did he probably lose interest that way? Or when he made plans with me and literally forgot to show up for the plans. And I texted him a half an hour before the date. Hey, just confirming, are we still on for today? Was I chasing him? Where, where did the table start to turn? Like we have to ask ourselves these questions and take accountability for our actions because it does take two to tango no one can consistently play games with you if you do not allow them right yeah once you identify what happened then to have a plan of action so that does not happen again instead of waiting around like a sitting duck for him to realize and like i just don't like giving second chances like that you know why because i have the mindset of if you really valued me the first time, I wouldn't have to give you a million chances for you to like undo that and like yeah. figure out, oh my God, is, is she worth it? Yeah. I've never seen anything good come from going backwards besides talking to your therapist. I have never seen it. I'm so serious. Yeah. Even in my own life, I actually like, I spoke about this in one of my podcasts where I was saying like, I realize a pattern with myself. And I had to break it where every single person I've ever been with, I break up with them. And then my mistake is I always go back. Like, it's like my mind knew, all right, Aisha, this isn't working. And I was so strong in that decision. And then they come back around and I'm like, oh, well, I know he knows that he can lose me now. So he's not going to do that again. And it's like, no, I should have just never went back because they they didn't work out. Not one of them actually worked out. And that's when I, I made my video on like, don't go back. Because it really is true. Like, why would why do we feel the need to have to give people more than one chance? He never even gave you a real chance to even really see your value. Really, he yeah. just ignored it. Really, yeah. he didn't pay attention to it. So why are we rewarding people that undervalued us and they're incapable of seeing it with more of our attention, more of our time, more of our emotions, more investing? And the thing is. The way I look at it as also is that someone not seeing my value, whatever the case is, it has nothing to do with the fact that I'm invaluable. It just means that I'm not valuable. It just means that they were not meant to see it for the person that needs to see it. I just like flip it around like that because that way you have the understanding that, you know, rejection is direction, you know, um, 
And I know that it's so it's a hard concept to grasp because it really does suck when you really do like someone and they do not feel the same and you genuinely gave it your best. And it's like you have to understand, like this person was not meant to see your worth because this was not the person that was for you. But we just have to stop, you know hurting ourselves where when we realize certain things we have to be stronger than our emotions in that time and let it go because regardless when you realize it when you realize it it's going to hurt and if you wait longer it'll hurt even more so you have to pick your poison you know i just think dating overall in our generation is very hard because even my personal experience, dating people in their 20s has been a no-go for me. Yeah. I just, I cannot understand them for the life of me. It's way too much. And I also know dating someone that's like 40 may be too old for me because I'm literally still in my 20s. So we're in different, completely different life arenas. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So you just have to find the happy medium and the balance that works for you. You know, there are plenty of people that are in their 20s with people in relationships in their 20s and it works for them. It's about what works for you. And just overall, I think in order for, you know, we'd all like to say we wish men would act right, but they are who they are. All we can do is help ourselves and help each other, you know, in, you know, just being women in general by teaching ourselves you know, okay, I'm going to believe this person when they show me who they are the first time and I'm not going to disrespect myself because it really does boil down to when you make a lot of decisions based on self-respect, even in your own life, like something as small as this, I am unhappy with my body right now. I want to get fit. Mm -hmm. So what do I need to do? I need need to, I know I need to eat healthier. I need to get in the gym. Okay, cool. If I'm going to disrespect myself, Essentially, ignore myself. Right, ignore. We don't what look you at mean. it like that, but w- exactly. If we if we actually say that term out loud, disrespecting ourselves, it's like, wait, what do you mean? I'm disrespecting myself? No, 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 you are, because that's the same thing as if you can't do what you want to do for you, how do you expect somebody else to honor those things for you too? Exactly. It just doesn't add up. And I re- I was looking at that in myself, and I'm like, what area in my life am I disrespecting myself and I'm not showing up for myself? Because there's always a pattern in the men that we date. Mm-hmm. If we, if they are super inconsistent, what areas in your life are you super inconsistent in? Because I believe that everything is connected. And of course, there will be times where, you know, you attract um, someone that is completely just like, you know, not for you because everybody likes nice things. But for the most part, there's always a pattern in the people that we are dating. There always is. And it's a reflection of something that we need to work on within ourselves if we really actually are able to identify it. And it's so important. And that's what I think is going to be the main catalyst in healing how we date in our generation, especially because back in our parents' generation, it was, you know, a matter of, yeah, you fight or whatever the case is, but you stick with this person. Now in a millennial generation, it's like, okay, well, I don't like this, so this isn't worth it anymore. I can just go be with someone else. And people need to know when to work towards something and when to actually drop it and give it up. People have it completely misconstrued where they're sticking around for the wrong things and they're giving up on the wrong things. They have no sort of like compass 
emotional compass that makes sense. Like their emotional compass is completely wrong. And, um, and that's what I think it really boils down to is just people knowing and understanding themselves and actually loving themselves enough to show up for themselves so that they are less tolerant of people treating them yeah, like shit. in a worse way than they treat them. Exactly. Yeah. Because if you already don't feel like you treat yourself well, then it doesn't matter what the next person's really going to do to you because you don't really value yourself in that way. Right. But if you know I'm hardworking, I do all these things, I have a stable job, I am very fit, I'm proud of where I am in my life. This guy, what is he genuinely offering me? Yeah. He's not even offering me loyalty at the bare minimum. Yeah. So he has got to go. You're not going to come in my life treating me worse than I treat myself. That's not a thing. Right. So if we look at it like that, it'll shift a lot. Yeah, that's a really good way to look at it. If you're always bettering yourself, you're first of all, automatically you're screening out maybe like 80% of the guys are trying to come for you because they're going to see that and they're like, oh my gosh, she's like doing all these things. I'm going to get the hell out of here because what am I doing, you know? But then you're going to have right. the 20% exactly. that are really bold that are going to try to come and try to maybe shapeshift themselves in certain ways. Maybe like the 5% are actually wonderful men, but it's just about sorting through the rest of that 15% and making sure that they're like really worthy of you and who you are. Right. Exactly. And not being afraid to walk away. Like, yes, it really is way more empowering than I think people realize. Like, it feels so good to walk away. Then you will hate yourself if you've been in a position where you knew you should have walked away. But you were like, no, like, let me just stay like whatever, because he's kind of begging for me to come back anyway. Let me just go. And then it turns out way worse than it, you know, than you anticipated. And now you're dealing with like, actually kind of hating yourself because you're like I freaking knew I knew I knew and I still stayed and I waited until I left at the moment that I knew I still had like my dignity and my power you know yeah once you erode all those things it's like there's so much collateral damage that comes from like eroding all of those things so it's just it's not even worth it it's so much more empowering to realize okay, I'm coming from a place of strength right now. This is a, this is an executive decision. Okay. This isn't working for me. Like you were nice. Thank you for our time. And then you don't feel like you lost anything and you are going to be so strong in that decision. Cause you didn't, you don't feel like you lost anything. You're the one that made the, made the decision. But if you stick around or if you like come back around, like, yeah, maybe he's learned this time. Not in my book, not in H. Christina's book. You ruin it the first time. You will not get a next time. Yeah. Period. Period. You come correct the first time. That's it. And that's that. Yes. <laughs> and, and I, and like sticking to it because yeah. for me, I, when I look at it and I reflect on myself, it gives me that no nonsense attitude with myself too, where it's like, no, Asia, like you said, you were going to do this, show up, do yeah. it, show get up it done. Yourself. So it's like in all ways and avenues in my life, I'm reflecting that those things in my personal life and it will reflect on my dating life as well. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. So well put. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, before we wrap the show, we do a segment every week on your favorite thing of the moment. What is yours? Oh my gosh. Um, anything random? Yes, anything. It could be like a product, a TV show, a song, anything uh, at all. Uh, 
I okay, I think my favorite song right now for I don't even know what reason, but um actually I have a couple favorite songs. I have three. Okay. I have one called Lonely by I think it's I don't know I don't even know who sings it. It's it's like it's kind of like an EDM-ish type of vibe called okay. Lonely. I don't know if it's by Joel Corey or I don't know, something like that. I also love these two artists. One is named Black Atlas. Okay. And he has a song called um, um, If They Only Knew. Okay. And then I also love this song called um, Personal by this artist called Plaza. I don't know. It's just like such a sexy song. I'm going to have to I check those love- out. Yeah. I just love Black Atlas and Plaza. Like, they have, like, just very sexy music. I really like it. Is it R&D yeah. vibes? Um, yeah. Black okay. Atlas. Black Atlas reminds me of The Weeknd, right? Okay. Okay. Turns out he actually is signed to The Weeknd. Okay. So it's, like, The Weeknd vibes. Yeah. I Plaza need to get, I need is- to get on that real quick. Yes, yes, you do. And Plaza, I've actually known about him since like 2018, and I've always loved his song called "Personal." And I just, I don't know, I just think it's so sexy, and I really like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please tell our listeners where they can find you and your merchandise. You just dropped merch. Oh, yes, I did. Yeah. Okay, so you guys can find my merch on bonfire.com/slash. Asia Christina and the link for that is always in my Instagram highlights um and speaking of my Instagram my Instagram is at the Asia Christina and also my podcast which is uh quality queen control which is on all platforms where podcasts are streaming amazing and you can obviously find her on YouTube I will link her YouTube in the show notes for you guys as well Thank you, Aisha, for coming on this week, girl. This is so much fun. I know. <laughs> Thank you so much for an hour of your time. This is such an amazing episode. I can't wait for everybody to hear it. Yes, me too. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> yeah, of course, babe. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode with Aisha Christina. If you guys enjoyed this episode or any other previous episodes, go ahead and give me five stars. It really helps me out so, so much in getting the podcast out there to more wonderful listeners like yourself my dms are always open to you guys for any suggestions comments if you guys want to hear anything about a particular topic that you want me to talk about on the solo episode or a guest you know feel free to hit me up because i always want to deliver just the best content to you guys thank you so much for joining me this friday and i will catch you next week on vibing in valentino bye